everybody. What's going on? I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel and DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent Black people. Now, you guys know that we believe in bettering ourselves and making our lives better. And uh, as you come into the chat, and, uh, and I hope you'll shout out the city that you're from as you come into the chat, because I see Terry Cobb is already here. Uh, Terry's, Terry's always one of the first ones in here. Um, I want to ask you all to answer a question for me. And the question for today is, how many of y'all like free money? How many, give me a yes in the chat if you, uh, if the idea of free money uh, and not illegal money, legal free money is appealing to you, if that's of interest to you. Uh, and if that is of interest to you, then this guest today is the perfect person for you to talk to, Ebony. Uh, uh, Michelle Walker Davis is the founder and CEO of Imperial Management Group. She's also known as the free money expert. And uh, and so today I'm going to talk to Michelle about a lot of stuff, but uh, also we're going to talk a little bit about this dang near a trillion dollar industry of grants and government contracts that's out there that our people are not tapped into. And uh, without further ado, I'd like to welcome my friend, Miss Michelle Walker Davis. How are you doing today, sister? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, Dr. Boyce. Hey, B1 family. It is so good to see you and everybody give a digital uh, a digital welcome uh, to our guest today. Uh, and so, um, and also shout out your city. Let me know which city you're from. Hit the thumbs up button, all that stuff. And I see you. I see Clinton, Mississippi for Jamie. Uh, I don't think I see anybody from Clinton. I see New Jersey in here and uh, some other. Let's see here. Uh, somebody said, do I like money? Is, is an elephant heavy? Okay, good. Good Good answer. Good answer. Los Angeles. All right. I see you all in here. So let's, let's hop in. Let's just start the conversation. So Michelle, you and I saw each other at the All Black National Convention. That was the first time we got a chance to meet in person. And you brought your family, you brought your husband and your, your, was it one child or two that you brought? Two daughters, two daughters. Okay. Young so tell, tell me about that experience. You know, you, so you did, you did exactly, just so you know, you, you did exactly what I'm hoping others will do, which is to mm. bring the whole family. Uh, what was that like for you? Well, it was amazing because we have a family business, you know, um, my daughters help me when I go on the road. And I did not know what to expect, but my younger daughter, Destiny, she knew most of the people on the panel. She follows you, Dr. Boyce. She knows the B1 family. So she was, you know, pointing out, you know, this person specializes in um, uh, scans, body scans. You know, this one owns a lot of land and they teach people how to farm and, you know, utilize the land that you have. And then, of course, what, you know, what do we have? RZA? Islam yep. and Nuri yep. Muhammad. I mean, come on. <laughs> wow. Power right there. So the girls were really, um, they enjoyed themselves. And that was good because it was intergenerational and it was mm. something there for everybody. Yeah. Well, you know, I had a good time too. And I was really interested in hearing your story, you know, bringing your family to the convention because, you know, I brought my family and I know that our kids had a great time. My wife has a good time. But, you know, but we're kind of in a certain spot, you know, in terms yeah. of, you know, our perspective. So I really like hearing your perspective because, you know, because I, I feel like the convention, I mean, my wife and I went to go see Black Panther 2 and, uh, and Wakanda seems like a really awesome place to be. The problem with Wakanda is it's owned by Disney and it doesn't exist, right? <laughs> whereas whereas the, the A, B and C, I felt was almost it had a Wakanda like feel because mm -hmm. the, the energy is very positive. The, there's a lot of intelligence, a lot of people creating and building things, raising families, just doing really good stuff. And it just kind of, it becomes contagious almost. What, what do you think? Yeah, 
it definitely had a family feel to it. Mm. Mm -mm. Uh-oh, it looks like Michelle disappeared. I don't know what happened. I guess she's going to come back in. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Can y'all still hear me? Can y'all still see me? If y'all can still see me, I'll, I'll keep talking to you until Michelle comes back in, because I assume that maybe something happened with her connection. There we go. But it, see, it was real fast. Here we go. She's right back in there. Hey, okay. I'm back. So, did, anyways, did, 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 did we did we forget to pay the Wi-Fi bill? Is that what happened? I have no idea. Is, is, is the Wi-Fi have this man conversation. Or, or, or Technology maybe, be damned, right? Yeah, was well, it CoIntel Pro? Is that what it is? They don't want to tell any black people talking. Anyway, I'm kidding. Go go ahead, sis. Uh, sorry about that. Well, it had a real family feel, like you got to know people each day, and mm -hmm. in the night there was something for everybody. I mean, we did the um, karaoke night, you know, at, at the lounge. My daughter performed. She got to know some people. And then you guys had card games being played. I mean, that's that's real home style family. And then, <laughs> of course, the gala. We didn't do the soul trade line. We did something a little different. We formed a circle. Did you see that, Dr. Boyce? Yes, I, I did. Oh, oh, I, I was in the circle. You were in the circle. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I had so much fun, and um, and people don't know this. I mean, but the convention is like um, it's it's like my favorite time of the year. We don't even do it like for like business purposes. We do oh. it because because it's one of our few chances to connect with other people that you know that believe in what we believe. Mm. Uh, because a lot of times, if I'm sitting here and I'm talking to a screen. Yeah, that's not the same as being in a room with other people. And so uh, I'm just flattered that, you know, everybody came out. And um, and so everybody, if you want to learn more about the convention for next year, uh, we'll probably end up running out of passes, to be honest with you, because we decided that instead of letting it grow, mm -hmm. I don't want to have thousands of people, because just to be honest with you, mm -hmm. just, just signing the, you know, two or three hundred books I signed when I was there, yeah. that was draining enough. I don't want to do like thousands of people and stuff. Mm -hmm. We're actually capping it off at 500 people. So we're probably still yeah. out around January or February. So everybody who's watching, if you want to join, uh, you're welcome. Uh, you can go to allblacknationalconvention.com. You may want to get your passes early because I can't guarantee that we're going to even have anything even going to the spring. So let's let's hop back in. And um, Dr. Boyce, where will it be? I know at the time you guys were making a decision on where the next location would be. Atlanta. Okay. Yes. Wow. Very good question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now exactly where in Atlanta, eh, we'll, we'll figure that out, yeah. but it will be in ATL and ATL is where it started in 2016. Mm. The first convention was in Atlanta. So we decided to bring it back home. And, uh, and I know we got a lot of love down there. So I'm super excited about that. So let me let me ask you this, Miss um, Walker Davis. Let, let's start before we get into the free money conversation. Mm -hmm. Tell me about you. Like, where are you from? Uh, how did you get to where you are right now? Wow. Okay. So, well, I reside in Southern New Jersey um, right now. I'm a Jersey girl, but I was raised overseas. My father was a military guy in the in the Air Force. I traveled my first early years. I lived overseas in Turkey and Germany. I traveled to Spain, Greece, um, England, Germany, you know, you name it. We, every two years we moved around, true story. And then we landed in New Jersey. Um, I, um, I went to the same high school as Franco Harris um, in Mount Holly, nice. New Jersey. Um, and I became a Pittsburgh Steelers fan still to this day. Um, and then I went to Syracuse University and, you know, and I bleed orange, you know, <laughs> I bleed no. orange. My husband bleeds orange and I have four adorable professional children and they all graduated from Syracuse University also. 
Wow. So, Dr. Boyce, we are the Davis Six at Syracuse University. You're kidding me. And I have seen eight chancellors and met with them. And we serve on like a philanthropic and advisory board for black and brown um, alumni. And so we make sure that our presence is felt at that predominantly white university. I love that. I I I, I knew you attended Syracuse, but I didn't know it was that deep. That's, that's, that's deep. powerful. All I love that. We all yeah. roll deep, gang affiliated. That's how, that's how you do it. You know, the, the David Six, shout out to that. Now, you're, you said, you're, were both of your parents in the military or just your father? Just my father. Mm. What, what branch of the military did he serve in? The Air Force. Mm. Well, thank, thank him for his service. Is he still with us? No, both of my parents went on the glory. And let me tell you, mm. I'll advance the story a little bit. So I went to school for communications, broadcast journalism, right? I was hired by the United States General Accounting Office. So at Syracuse, I received three degrees, undergraduate degree in communications, couldn't get higher. I had interned with all of these um, radio and television stations while I was at school. As soon as I tried to apply for a job, Dr. Boyce, no availability, no opening. So it was one of the black broadcasters pulled me aside and they said, listen, the opening is not for you unless one of us leaves. Other than that, it's not for you. So, of course, we're talking late 80s, early 90s, right? And so I said, I want to go back to school and I want to major in something that's always going to be here because I didn't like being unemployed. So I started asking everybody, you know, what's going to always be around, you know, government and education. Mm. So I did them both at the same time. I broke the record, Dr. Boyce. Um, wow. I did, I did a, a dual master's in higher education administration and public administration. And I crossed, um, listed all my courses, only needed 53 credits. And afterwards, they changed the whole schematic because of me. <laughs> wow. You talk about leaving a, an impact. I, I like that a lot because I know Syracuse is it, two things they're known for is public administration and journalism and you study both which i i think that's really awesome this is extremely mm -hmm. impressive and and um you know shout out to syracuse uh, you know i i i have my big fight with syracuse but i ain't no hate and I, we I, all I, do i mean we yeah. all do we had sit-ins we did all sorts of stuff right we yeah, do what we yeah. have to do but that's what syracuse is legendary for having that free voice and you mm. know we we let them know how we feel and I'll tell you, um, I've experienced some things. I was rejected three times from the Maxwell School. Oh, my, wow. my rejection letter, Dr. Boyce, said, you are not Maxwell caliber. <laughs> Straight talk, right? And now they want to hail me as their biggest success story. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I love I love that so much, and I think that's so good. Um, that you know, I mean, some sometimes you know, it's not um, I, you know, it's it's not a matter of 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 whether it's you're qualified for something or not. It's really a matter of fit. Sometimes, sometimes it's just not your the place you're supposed to be. Um, you know, I was on the faculty of Syracuse uh, thirteen years, and I liked it. You know, I I, I made sure I enjoyed myself. I wasn't gonna let you know, anybody, I mean, it was more so people were just more annoyed with what I was doing. I, I said, I said, if one of us, if, if one of us is going to be annoyed, it's y'all going to be annoyed with me. I'm not going to be annoyed with y'all because I'm, I'm just going to run up in here like a juggernaut and I'm carrying my blackness 
with, with like full throttle and y'all just gonna have to adjust to that because I know I have a mission. I know God mm -hmm. sent me here to do something and I'm going to do it. I, that's, those are the instructions I'm following. I know the assignment. And so, you know, years later when I look back on that experience, I don't see it as so much a matter of them being bad people. I think that sometimes, you know, sometimes we're just meant to do something bigger and better. I think for yourself, uh, you know, you're meant to be a boss, you know, you're, you're so you're running Imperial Management Group yep. and uh, and you are known as the free money expert. Uh -huh. How where did that um, come from in terms of people knowing Michelle Walker Davis as the free money expert? Why do they say that? Great question. So from Syracuse, I went to the General Accountability Office. All right. One of the top agencies in the federal government. Um, I audited and evaluated 26 federal programs, Department of Commerce, Department of Transportation, Department of Education, you name it, I evaluated them, right? Arose to the highest level um, in the federal government. And then I went on to work in um, under a grant funded position for the state of New Jersey as a partnership coordinator and for Burlington County, New Jersey as a health planner, federal, state, local money. Didn't know mm. it at the time. Didn't know why I was there. I was just working, right? So um, to advance forward, my parents died during COVID. They didn't die of COVID, but my father had been ill for quite Ooh. some time. And my mother, I say my mom died of a broken heart because after 67 mm. years of marriage, um, when dad went, mom just was not the same. She really wanted to be with my dad, right? Mm. And um, during that time, I took time out and I had to reassess what I was doing. I was actually working on a grant on my mom's deathbed. I didn't know she was dying that day, but I was at the hospital in her room working on my laptop. So my mom dies. George Floyd gets murdered and the whole world just opens up about discrepancies um, everything, you know, we had, we learned about the health disparities, you know, who was dying from this pandemic. We learned about who was the essential workers, right? Most of us, and they didn't know how essential they were. We learned about disparities in housing, in education, in employment, in black owned businesses, and then grants and contracts. Mm. I found out there was $850 billion. I had been doing this for 16 years. I had the same clients. I live very well. I work, you know, for myself. I travel. And I did not know, Dr. Boyce, there was $850 billion available every year. And less than 4% went to us. Now, true story. This woman sends me a spreadsheet of 80 grants. And she says, you don't know me, but I've seen you at all the conferences. She said, I feel really bad about what's going on in this country and I can't stand it. And I just feel compelled to do something about it, right? White woman. And she sends me 80 grants, the deadlines, the dollar amount, they're for black owned business, black women in business, BIPOC, you name it, they had specific categories. I've never seen that in 16 years. I've never seen that in grants before. This mm. all came out of COVID. And then I had to laugh because I didn't have any Black clients. <laughs> <laughs> she just assumed. <laughs> oh, wow. Dr. Boyd, wow. Isn't that wow. crazy? True story. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I didn't have any black clients and I had all of this information, <laughs> all this money. <laughs> oh my God. That is in so walks, funny. In the walks Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Mm. Clubhouse. Are you familiar with Clubhouse? Yes, absolutely. It started during the pandemic. iPhone user beta testing, right? Mm. Free. I went on Clubhouse. I spoke in every room. I just put it out there. And last year, we did over $6 million in grants. Processed Jeez. over 1,100 applications, all Black folk. <laughs> wow. Are you serious? <laughs> right. So Wait, they started calling me the free money expert. Yes. You know, they, they, grants, people don't really know what grants are. But our people just said, she's the free money expert. Call Michelle Walker Davis. So hold on. Wait, are you, you, you're saying your company processed 11,000 applications? 1,100. Oh, 1,100. I'm sorry. 1,100 applications, applications. In a year? Mm-hmm. How do you do that many? That's a lot. We had to, boys. It's $850 billion at stake. <laughs> I know people that take forever to get one grant done. Yeah. Like so, yeah. so we say eleven hundred. Yeah. Well, it That's takes a, a team. Lot of work. It takes a team, boys. I scaled up and went from three people to twenty-seven. I bought my what? own portals. I did everything. I, I got my ecosystem Ooh. together. My business grew. I'm one of those people that grew during the pandemic. Wow. Wow. You know, wow. it's, uh, it's been a tale of two cities, you know, the losers and the winners. A lot of people, doors closed, never to open again. I mm. even received grants for my business, you know, wow. so that's why I'm here to let people know if we don't apply, we can't get. Mm. Mm. This is powerful. This, uh, And by the way, everybody, if you just tuned in, I'm speaking with Miss Michelle Walker Davis. She's the CEO and founder of the Imperial Management Group. Uh, and she uh, is uh, known as the free money lady. And, and so if you're enjoying this conversation as much as I am, I hope you will take a moment and hit the thumbs up button. Uh, also, make sure you share this video, share it with other people, because I, I don't know about y'all. Everybody raise your hand in the chat if you know people that are looking for grant money. If you or someone you know um, is trying to get money, whether it's for a nonprofit or for a business or for some project, and is just confused by the process, doesn't know where the money's at, how to get it stuff like that. Uh, put a yes in the chat if you're, if you're in that category, because um, I know a lot of people, uh, Michelle, that that really can use the service that you offer. And so um, so I'll go ahead and tell everybody, by the way, that uh, Michelle's hosting a conference mm -hmm. on um, how to get a piece of that money this this upcoming in the next few days. What's the 19th, right? Is that right, Michelle? Yep. Uh, yeah, 19th, and, it was the uh, 20th and the 21st. Oh, 20th and 21st. And, uh, and what I did to make it easy for everybody is uh, I put the link to the conference on my website, voicewalkins.com. So if you go to voicewalkins.com, you can join the conference. Uh, so you're there for two days. Uh, it's $2.99 a one-time fee. Mm -hmm. And uh, all the material and everything, all the recordings, you get you get to keep that for life. And so Michelle's going to spend a couple of days basically digging into this topic. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about uh, this upcoming conference and, and, and what exactly people mm -hmm. will, uh, will gain from this experience and uh, what the transformation will be in terms of you know, where I'm going to be when I get there versus where I'll be when I leave. Okay. Great questions. And you're correct, Dr. Boyce. It's, it's Saturday the 19th and Sunday the 20th. Okay. So listen, people, this conference was really born out of um, me coming to the All Black National Conference. You know, when I talked to Dr. Boyce, told him about how much money was available 
and less than 4% went to women and people of color. I've identified two areas in which we can close the black wealth gap, government grants and government contracts. And we haven't talked about the contracts, but there's $7 trillion available every year in government contracts, Dr. Boyce. And we receive women and minorities less than 1%. So in essence, they're getting, they're getting almost 100% of $7 trillion. And this too became available, came to light with the um, pandemic. So what I decided to do was let's spend two days educating people because no one knows about this, Dr. Boyce. They're, they're, they sort of know, but not really. And this isn't new information. It's been around for decades. It's not new information. You know, um, government contracts have been around from day one since the government existed. But we're just not in that game. And a lot of it is intentional. It starts with the reading and the writing. There's a lot of it, okay? And there's a lot of pitfalls, landmines, and a lot of things that keep us out of the process. Well, Dr. Boyce, you know, with my background in the government um, at the federal, state, and local level, and working as a partnership coordinator with relationship building, all of that, I've seen the other side. I know how decisions are made. I know how applications are processed. So I want to educate people on giving them 10 strategies, really 10 tips, tools, strategies on how they can get through the process. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to win, <laughs> but I can help you get through the process because everyone's using a professional. So if you're really going to be competitive, you need to use a professional. And so we are a development firm. And I'll tell you, Dr. Boyce, going back to that story when um, the woman gave me this spreadsheet and I brought in all these new clients, guess what? They weren't eligible for the funding. You know, really? we were so jacked up. The businesses were so jacked up. The re reporting, the financials, the documentation jacked up. Okay. Wow. So we wow. went from a grant writing firm to a grant development firm so that I could prepare and package our people to compete. And that's how we brought in over $6 million. It was the process we put them through. Wow. So, you know, it, I, I thought about that, um, Michelle, that during the pandemic, uh, there was so much, I mean, they were raining money on the economy during the pandemic. I mean, really to the point where like all this inflation that we're seeing right now and everything else was a direct result of tremendous amounts of just sloppy money that the government was just throwing out there. And you would see these businesses getting, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. Some of them got the money and didn't even ask for it. <laughs> so, you know, Harvard, Harvard got this big $15 million uh, check from the government. They were like, we didn't ask for this money. They sent it back. Oh, and yeah. so, yeah, and, and so it, it, it was unfortunate because a lot of Black-owned businesses and a lot of Black organizations couldn't access the money, it seemed, mm -hmm. just basically because of, like, record-keeping issues. That was the impression I got. Yep. Was, that, was that also your experience during that time? Absolutely. Absolutely. They just did not have the documentation, did not have the back-office support. 
And a lot of them just weren't aware either. You know, we, we get information so late. The money was gone when some people did try. But here's the other thing, Dr. Boyce, I'm sure you can understand that. Some of the bankers called up their clients, mm. <laughs> you know, told mm. them about the money. They were first in. You know, most of us didn't have that relationship. Very so, interesting. So it's, yeah. um, you know, but we did not. Um, I processed, you know, a thousand applications, but most of it was very, very trying. Um, the other area, we don't have employees. We are micro businesses. 95% of black owned businesses don't have employees. Mm. And so most of the money was based on your W-2. <laughs> mm. Another way, right? They were able to just raise the bar so we couldn't meet it. But a group of us got together. We talked to the government people in charge and we made them aware that we are micro businesses. Now we have contractors. You know, we might not have employees, but we're doing business with somebody, but they're 1099s, right? So mm. at the end of COVID, you saw 1099s being accepted and the fact wow. that you didn't have employees was okay. You got to count yourself as one employee. If you had a wife or a co-partner, they were two employees and things like that make a difference. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And um, well, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm, I'm convinced. I'm, I'm really I'm so curious about what you've talked about today that I actually think I want to sit through the conference and kind of learn a few things. Um, and so everybody, in case you don't know, I'm speaking with Michelle Walker Davis, uh, she's the CEO and founder of Imperial Management Group. And uh, basically, she's known as the free money expert. And she's also, uh, we're blessed to know, uh, to, uh, to announce that we're partnering with her in the Black Business School. And she has a conference on how to get in on this free money. There are trillions of dollars in government contracts, hundreds of billions of dollars in grants. All, a lot of this money is out there for you. A lot of you have businesses and organizations that can use this money. Some of you are creating your own schools. Some of you are, are running uh, excellent businesses with wonderful services. In the Black Business School, our goal is to help you find the money. We want to get you to the money, and we are connecting with the experts. And you heard this you heard this woman's resume. Her resume is second to none. She's one of the Davis Six, and she's, she's um, studied under the best, and she's also got a tremendous amount of experience. So if you'd like to join us for this event, uh, it's a one-time thing. It's going to happen the 19th and 20th uh, right here in the Black Business School, but you can do everything virtually. You don't have to leave your house. Uh, I put the link. I made it easy for you. Just go to boycewalkins.com and you can get signed up and you can join and get a chance to interact with uh, Michelle directly. So, um, so Michelle, as, and as, as I, so I'm going to ask Michelle a last question. This as, um, as we all hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Make sure you hit the notification bell, everybody. The notification bell is really important because I want to, you to be notified when we go live. If you don't hit the notification bell, they won't tell you when we're on here having these conversations. And uh, we want to benefit your life. So, Michelle, let me ask you, um, ask you this. Okay, so um, uh, first off, just so you, I just have to make it clear. You, you mentioned with school with Franco Harris and you're a Steelers fan. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Steelers fan because I like the black coach, but I grew up as a big Cowboys fan back in the day. Uh, and as you know... That was that was a that was yeah. a rivalry. That was, that was, that was yeah. So I, I had I had to throw that out. Who was there. that Joe Namath? Was that the Cowboy? Was Joe Namath? Who was no no the, the Jets was was Joe Namath. The okay. Cowboys were Roger Staubach, uh -huh. and the Steelers had Terry Bradshaw. Okay, I'm sure you okay. know about all that. Yeah, Swan yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then the other thing too is um, I wanted to talk about just quickly uh, your parents. What were your yeah. parents' names? Maurice Walker and Mary Walker. 
Maurice and Mary. Whoa. So everybody type, what's that like? Eminem, the Eminem Davis. And guess and what, Dr. Boyce? They owned a dry cleaners called Eminem Dry Cleaners. Ah, yes. Nice. Yes. I love it. My dad retired from the military. He, oh, he became an entrepreneur, owned his own business, a dry cleaning wow. business. Yeah, Eminem wow. Dry Cleaners. But I'll also say this. After my parents, um, I was the one in the family that was asked to write their obituary and pull everything together. I ended up writing two books. My first two books I ever wrote. I've co-authored congressional reports, everything, never wrote a book. After my parents um, died and I took time out, I took a sabbatical, a spiritual sabbatical, and I wrote two books. One dropped on my dad's birthday called Who Influenced You with Dr. Frazier. And the other one dropped on my mother's birthday, October 18th. And that was a women's confidence anthology. And it's a tribute to my parents. Wow. Maurice and Mary. Mm -hmm. I, said it right. I got it right. Yep. Eminem. Eminem Davis. Is, I, I love that. I love hearing that story. Everybody type Maurice and Mary in the chat. Is it M-A-U-R-I-C-E? Yep. Everybody type, either, type either Maurice or Mary or both. Everybody put that in the chat because we, we need to bring them uh, into the chat. Because I They're know here. Right. They are here, people. Yes, they are <laughs> watching from heaven. I, I love that story because, um, you know, my, my parents been together 48 years mm -hmm. and, um, you know, time, father time doesn't go backward for anybody. And, mm -hmm. and you do always wonder, gosh, you know, how... How's one of them gonna make it without the other one? And yeah. and it's it's you know and I and I, I really empathize with with what mm -hmm. you uh, went through, um, but I really am I really want to celebrate that powerful legacy they created. I mean you know the whole without 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 Maurice and Mary there is no Davis Six. Absolutely. There is no uh, you know mass the Imperial Management Group. There is all these great things you've done. All these people that you've helped. All that started mm -hmm. with Maurice and Mary and their love for each other. And so, you know, I just want to give a shout out. Oh, to thank power, you. Oh, yeah, don't make me world. do the ugly cry now, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you can cry in here. You you are with you are with family. You are with family, and I and and I, I like I like I like tapping into that because I want I want our students in the Black Business School to understand wealth at a higher level, on a higher, a higher vibrational level. frequency, to mm -hmm. understand how Black love is Black wealth. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. if Maurice and Mary couldn't have worked it out or if they mm -hmm. if one of them was toxic you know or something like that right the story would have been completely different 67 you know? years and let me tell you when I wrote the book my mom told me that my dad was stationed in France she took three babies and I have the photos on a cargo ship from Burlington New Jersey to France okay took her 30 days to reunite with my father three babies under seven, and she's a single black woman, young. You know, mom had babies very early. She's in her 20s on a cargo ship with three babies and this to go reunite with my father. Was this in the 1960s? Evidently, it had to be. 1960s, oh, my gosh. Definitely, from Burlington, New Jersey. And so it's just powerful. You know, women yield so much power. You know, yes. black women, you know, you got to these sisters are not playing what we'll do to be with our man. Right. <laughs> yes. 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 I don't know about y'all, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pumped up. I, I'm, I'm you know, I just think that's so inspirational. 
And uh, and and I'm gonna tell you, I, I a lot, so many parts of your story were impressive. You know, the background, educational background, your your amazing children who I met at the convention, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and your husband, and, and just the great things you've accomplished. But I think the story of Maurice and Mary is the one that sticks mm-hmm. with me. You know, because my my story is is called Robin and Larry, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm actually and I don't tell a lot of people about this, but I'm actually getting my pilot's license. And I already know what plane I want to buy. And I already told my friends, I said, I'm going to, you know, I speak, I try to speak with intentionality. Yeah. Kanye West preached to me about, about speaking with intentionality. So I said, okay, I'm going to practice a little more of that. Even though, even though Ye and I, we, we, we argue sometimes because he's a little bit, he's a little bit, you know, interesting, but, but the intentionality is I said, you know, I think I'm going to buy my plane and I'm going to call it the Robin and Larry, mm. you know? And it's because, because I think that as black people, we've got to really, really tap into just that God-given superpower that we have, uh, where where I think our love, like like when we really love each other and we're working together and we're mm-hmm. working to build each other up, we can't be stopped. Can't no, can't nothing, right? Can't nothing as small as racism stop the, you know the power of of black love full force. So, and I got the pleasure to meet your lovely wife. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So you'll create your own <laughs> histories together. Yeah, yeah, my wife Alicia, and and, and um, and actually, I, I said, I also said, um, one day I think I want to, I, I like sailing, right? So I was like, I'm gonna get a boat. I'm gonna name yeah. the boat the Bolicia. And, well, and, and I'm coming and, on the, I'm coming on the boat, Doctor Boyce. I won't be in that airplane with you. But... <laughs> you, <laughs> my wife ain't coming on the plane either. She, I'll, I'll, be on, I'll be on the yacht. <laughs> I'll be on the yacht, Doctor Boyce. I'll be on the yacht with you. that Boyce, if you get in that plane, I am not gonna fly with you. <laughs> well, anyway, let me keep on. Yeah, let me quit yapping. I really enjoyed talking to you today. Um, uh, it was a pleasure speaking with you, Miss Michelle Walker Davis. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I'd like to give a closing statement, though. Please. So, everyone that comes to the conference this Saturday and Sunday, I have a lot of surprises for you, some giveaways. I always like to give back, right? I'm bringing receipts with me, Dr. Boyce. I'm bringing my money team with me. I'm bringing some clients Mm. that have won $100,000, $500,000, $20,000. I'm bringing receipts with me, y'all. So I'm not just talking the talk. I want to show you that I can actually walk the talk too. So meet some great folks and it can be you also. Wow. Money is available for for our people and it's time for us to claim what rightfully belongs to us. People want to talk about reparations. Let's just Mm. talk about the free money that's out there right now. Eight hundred fifty billion dollars and seven trillion in government contracts. Yes. So everybody, uh, I'll be there. uh, The conference, it's virtual. It's on it's online. You learn everything you need to know about grants and government contracts and everything else. Uh, it's two days, and you can actually I put the links on my website, voicewalkins.com. The URL is right there on the screen, so you can go there and sign up. It's $2.99 for the two-day event, and uh, and you will be happy. If you're not happy with anything that we offer in the Black Business School, you let us know. We'll give you a refund. We're going to make sure that you are getting what you need, and we vet everybody that we bring into the school, and this sister is one of the best on earth at what she does, and uh, that's why I'm honored to partner with her. So thank you very much, Miss Michelle Walker-Davis. It's very thank nice you, to see Dr. you. Thank you, Dr. Voice. Thank you, B1 family. Yes. So everybody, have a wonderful day. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out. Thumbs up, subscribe. Uh, hit that notification bell. I'll check back in with you all a little bit later and talk a little bit about the stock market and what's going on there. So God bless you guys. Uh, have a wonderful day. We'll see you soon. Take care now. Bye-bye. Great job.